Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. One can't help but be positive. And Newton! The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy yeah. about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. I'm very disappointed. I mean, this is probably one of my worst days here in this organization, you know, because from day one, everybody's been available from day one. We had our issues, whatever, and we have taken care of our things, you know, but today, you know, we, we took a step back. You know, I feel responsible because I'm, I'm the leader of this team, you know, and it's, it's hard. It's hard, but we'll show up tomorrow. We're going to grind again. We're going to go for it. But uh, today, very disappointed. It's not going to be a cool night, you know, just watch a few baseball games and... Maybe have a medallion. That is Red Sox manager Alex Cora. Uh, it's a beautiful Sunday morning here on Fitzy and Hart. Uh, unfortunately, Fitzy only showed up two hours early for our production meeting, so I sent him home. And I said, no, Fitzy, not today. Chris Scheim joining the crew, Andy Hart here. And as I said, it's a beautiful Sunday, August morning. Well, everywhere in New England, except for within the borders of Red Sox Nation. So however those overlap, we are going to talk about your Boston Red Sox here on the Fitzy and Hart program for the next two-plus hours. Going to be a tough conversation to have. Uh, by the way, Alex Cora, the uh, I don't know how to say Madaya, whatever the beer, he, good beer I had in uh, Puerto Rico when I was down there. Yes, Ooh, enjoyed okay. it very, very much. Uh, only criticism I is I, well, I don't know why it comes in ten ounces. Oh, but really? It only because you, you, you shotted me my two ounces here. Uh, if anything, maybe huh. six ounces because ten like ounce bottles, bottles, cans, uh, definitely cans. I forget whether the, I think the bottle was only ten ounces too. Wow! But then I also started seeing American beers in ten ounce cans, so they do like the ten ounce can. Maybe they're like fat oh. shaming us. You don't need the other two ounces, fatty. <laughs> Why don't you just cut <laughs> it down it to back ten a little ounces. bit, you alcoholic? Uh, but yes, that was uh, Alex Cora after a night in which the Red Sox looked like they were about to have a walk-off win over the Blue Jays that who knows what that would have done after losing the opener in the series. This is obviously a massive series. Everybody talked about it almost regardless of what your perspective was on the trade deadline. Huge series, huge games. You own the Blue Jays. you got to continue to own them. Maybe you'll pass them in the standings. And they didn't. And they threw up all over themselves in the ninth inning. And I want to go real quick to... Um, a line that Steve Buckley had on The Athletic that might have been my favorite, and I want to read it before hopefully they cut it out of the story because I found it questionably appropriate. Uh, but I feel like the rule should be um, if you can write it, you can say it. He called the, it another walk-off boner for the Red Sox. <laughs> so boneheaded play, maybe. Um, but Chris Scheim, 
I know you're never one to hold your tongue, whether never. it's on a uh, early weekday morning or a relatively early Sunday morning. Boston Red Sox lose 5-4 because a hit that was, I guess, assumed to be a home run by most in the park, at least that's what Alex Cora said, turned into a caught fly ball, turned into a double play, turned into game over, the Blue Jays win, the Blue Jays win. Um, <laughs> what the hell do we make of this? Andy, uh, I hate to go right to the cliches to start the day. It's always good to start a Sunday fill-in for Fitzy with a cliche because he loves cliches. He does. If you can make it a cliche that includes a dated movie reference from the 80s, then you truly will be the fill-in for Fitzy. Uh, I won't be doing that. Okay. It's a little before my time. <laughs> but uh, you know what they say about assuming, Andy. It makes an ass out of you and me. True. And so that's what happened to Reese McGuire. He's just, oh, yeah, it's gone. I'm going to dance my way around third base and head on home. And it wasn't even close. And that's what I think that's what really irked me the most is that they're all like, yeah, we thought it was gone. Brother, it didn't even hit the wall. Like, it, the guy caught it at the wall. It, it, and it's the green monster. There's no shot in hell that was ever going to be gone. I guess you could have said it's one of those high drop into the front row where they say, you know, only unicorn home run. It's only a home run at Fenway Park, no other ballpark. But my biggest issue as we dive into the play. What advantage do you get from running? There's no benefit to it. You can only end up on a blooper reel, which is where you ended up. <laughs> yep. Sports are not top ten. if you're halfway between second and third, and it's a home run, okay, now jog. Yeah, now party. If it hits the wall, okay, now not quite jog, but now run, and you'll be home. Not a problem. Yep. And if he catches it, you can go back to second base and not get doubled off to end the game. And you have another chance at driving in the game-tying game, game tying run. I, I truly, it's it's not even Bush League or Minor League Baseball. I it's said just, to you, I owe an apology to my Pony League main squad. Yes, you do. That I ripped throughout the year for a number of boneheaded running plays. You hard coach. Not anymore. Now I have to back off because they're just 15-year-old kids. These are professionals with coaches that are professionals that are doing the same damn thing. So I apologize to my main squad. And it, it seemed like at the beginning of the season, these boneheaded mistakes were coming in the form of errors. Yeah. And now they're coming in like legitimate game deciding boneheaded mistakes. Like, what are we doing? And is there any excuse? I'll open up the phone lines because I'm sure I know it's Sunday morning, but I have to think passionate Red Sox fans. We're going to dig into deeper issues with the team and the clubhouse and the lineup and arrivals. But for this game, the way this game ends, a huge game. A swing game in the series, for all I know, a swing game in the season. We may look, this may become beer and chicken. Yeah. Right? This may become sort of the poster for when the Red Sox season fell apart. Fell apart. This game, this play, this ninth inning that went from celebration to embarrassment. Let's uh, let's crawl under a base. Did you see the bases the other night, by the way, when they started the game and the base wasn't lined up with the uh, line? <laughs> no, I didn't. They had to delay the game. The They're start. so big. How are they not lined up with the line? Uh, I, well, it's it almost seemed like it. if it weren't as big, it would have fit because it hung over by like an inch and a half. <laughs> and it was like, oh, we're, big bases? My bad. I, I had it set up for Whoops, the little bases. Sorry. But like this is so symbolic. I thought that was symbolic in its own way, like not ready to play. And this was so symbolic of... Just a crossroads. Like, if you win this game walk-off style, maybe that's the springboard. And maybe you tell your GM, president of baseball operations, to go stick it, take your underdog comment, and shove it up your keister, whatever. But now you're validating the fact that the team did not invest in you, that you're not that good. You lose. And I just, I don't know how, and I, Alex Cora's right, I guess you just bury it. He used the word bury in there. The member of the Bill Belichick, bury the football back in the day, lost to the Dolphins, and you move on. It's hard in a day-to-day -day sport to now walk up and just totally forget what happened. I mean, I guess in one sense you could say the good thing is it is a day-to-day -day sport, so you have a chance to go out there and really put this behind you. You don't have to wait a week like football or a couple days like other sports. But I don't know. I would like to ask fans. 617-779-7937 or the text line 37937. Our friend Joe Braverman will monitor it all. How do you wake up from this and in any way talk yourself into the rest of the season? How can good? you be positive? Like I, it's, I, you I don't look understand. At it, you are already pissed about the trade deadline. Yep. You are already upset about 
losing the opener to the Blue Jays, a team that you've dominated all year. Yep. And by the way, that game started great. I was watching Home Run Derby. Yeah, basically. Like <laughs> Paxton, what are you doing? Vlad Guerrero the old going. Middle, middle is not a good place to be. Mm, nope. Big Maple, not down the middle. Thank no. you. Uh, and, and so you look at it, and this team has, well, they were so hot in July, and they got everyone excited. Everybody was buying in. Yeah. Everybody was ready to Best support team in this baseball, team. baseball, right? And yeah. They were ready to make a push for the playoffs. Even Alex Cora said, we can win the division. Like, and now you see you see that last night, and it's just it looks like everything is coming crumbling down around them. So let's update because Rich Keith gets mad at me on the night program, as they say in the Southern football world, the program mm-hmm. at nights. Let's update the standings. Oh, shall we? So the Red Sox are in last place uh, in the American the League East, behind the Yankees. Wow. A half game, but it's a half game. You are in last place, eleven yes. and a half games. Behind the Orioles. But that's okay. Everybody's told me all year, no, don't fixate on the AL East or being in last place. you got to look at the wild card standings. Okay. Let's I'll do that. Click, that. click on that tab on ESPN.com. Let's look at the wild card standings where you have the Rays, Astros, Blue Jays in the wild card mix. Nice. Two and a half games back, you have the Mariners. Red Sox next? Nope. Three oh. and a half games back, you have the Yankees. Four games back, you have the Red Sox. Not only are you four games back now, which games you can't make up. Remember the whole thing is you're playing the Blue Jays. So you're right there, boom, head-to-head, make yeah. up the games. Take those back. Well, not only do you not have enough games against the Blue Jays right now to take those back, mm. the Mariners and the Yankees are ahead of you. So we're getting back to last year where everybody told me, oh, they're still in it, but the number of teams ahead of you, the number of teams you have to increasing. leapfrog is increasing. And I would say forget all that. You said in July they were good. August, they're not. Oh, they're a real bad night. They're a bad baseball team right now. And that's what I would say. First, you're playing bad. When you're, ho- when you're a starting pitcher who's kind of your ace, one of your aces-ish, ace-ish, is giving up bombs in the first inning, not a great way to start. Eddie, do you know how, do you know how many games they've won in their last seven? Zero? One. One! One, damn it. Lose three, win one, lose three. And I am going to be proven prescient. That's the word, right? Prescient? I think so. You're you're the guy that writes for the website. You should know this. Yeah, I'm still kind of dumb. Yeah, uh, but my guy Rich Keith same. the other night, I gave him. I love to play the more likely game where you give Ooh, somebody okay. two extreme options, and admittedly, they're polarizing options because most of this world kind of blends into the middle somewhere. But I played the game the other night. More likely, I said after the trade deadline, Sox go because you know how ten game spans are used in the standings. Hey, their yep. last ten. Sure. More likely that over their next 10 post-trade deadline, Sox go 8-2 and two or 2-8. Two and eight. He took 8-2 and because, oh, you know, they're playing crappy teams. I probably teams. would have as well. They own the Blue Jays. I took 2-8 and eight because I thought this team was teetering, swirling. And I also went with the Christian Fourier. The Blue Jays were due. Did you think you were going to sweep the Blue Jays all year long? You were 7-0 and against them? At some point, law of averages were going to pop up a little bit in there. And now I think I'm even more potentially right about that because I think they're floundering, they're stumbling. As I said, two games against the Blue Jays. One you couldn't start, one you couldn't finish. Well, that's not great. If you can't start and you can't finish, you can't win. No, you can't. And it's it's just becoming frustrating, especially for for a fan who was all in on this team, to now just see them falling apart for, like, no good reason. It's just because your front office claims that they believe in you. They didn't really make any moves to indicate that they do. They so said I they even, were reinvesting, but I didn't really get how you were reinvesting. I can't really tell. Like, I, hey, Andy, fun fact, uh, getting guys back from injury right around the trade deadline, not acquiring any new talent. No. So that's not adding anything. That's if not, anything, you could double dip and say, we yep. added this starting pitcher, sure can. and we're getting this all-star shortstop, this potential ace in Chris and Sale. And that shortstop, where is he? Well, he decided he didn't want to play yet. Oh, he decided? <laughs> it sounds what it sounds oh, that, like. Oh, that sounds really good. I think I think that's really that's a really smart decision. Let's not play yet. Well, you know what I think he did, and we will get to the phone calls in a minute because the lines are starting to load up, and I want to chum the waters because I want. I think Fitzy would call this a group therapy session this I think morning. We need it. I want an interactive session, bitch session, therapy session. Call it what Work you it want. Out. I want to talk this out where you are with the Boston Red Sox six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. But I just, I don't know how you can feel good right now. Like, Especially after just the last couple days. Like, it's And it's I know so it's because horrible. we took the like, cheese. Everyone took the cheese. I stopped yeah, taking, I no, agree, no, no, I didn't. But doesn't that make you feel worse I now? stopped taking exactly. the cheese. And you know who didn't take the cheese? I think Trevor Story. Because I think he saw, like, wait a minute, they're kind of putting this all on me. 
They're kind of basically saying because all Aren't I heard they putting from putting a Cora, lot on Chris Sale too. No, because no one takes the cheese anymore on Chris Sale. Fair. The cheese is no. The cheese just sits there. That's like moldy mine cheese on a right mouse there. Trap if he reaches for it, he might Those break his smart arm. Smart mice don't that's, take the cheese. That's anymore. moldy cheese right there. But Trevor's story, I heard Alex Cora. Oh, if he comes back, he gives us a lineup that basically goes eight deep, and he's an all-star shortstop, and he's a great defensive shortstop. He's all these things, and I think Story was like, wait a minute, you guys didn't. Didn't bring anybody in. It's all on my shoulders, and I'm coming back for a major surgery. I haven't played in a while. Yeah, front I mean, office thought it was a charcuterie board. Uh, yes, and I'm hitting bombs, but you think I'm going to do that all the time. I'm also batting like 240 or whatever it was in the minors yeah, yeah. in the rehab. I think he was like, yeah, I better get a little healthier and more ready if you're going to put it all on my shoulders. And I think he was smart to do that because uh, it's not fair to tell him after missing the entire first half of the season, first three quarters of the season, yeah, why don't you come? Uh, why don't you come carry us to a, a playoff run here? It's all on you, bud. Like, that's not fair. It's just it. You your your star player was asking for help prior to the deadline. Uh, oh yeah, that's weird how that works, huh? Right, and then your best player, who's now going to be your spokesman, right? Yeah. Xander's gone. You you paid you, this guy. You've decided this you is gave a him building 300 block. Million. And he's like, hey, uh, can we get a little help down I here? I just want a starting pitcher. You want to get me an arm so we don't have to have an opener every other night? And I don't be believe great. he said a great arm. No, I don't just believe said he said I need like Verlander nope. or Scherzer. Nope. I Jack keep going Flaherty back to worked. the first name we heard as just like a pure arm. Yeah. Was Paul Blackburn because they played sure. against them in Oakland. Yeah. In that series they lost, by the way. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. oh yeah, to the worst team in baseball. Yeah. And he is not anything special, but he can start games. Yes, he can eat innings. So it's that forty like, percent like of the time when you have openers. Well, now you could jack that down to 20% of the time. All you needed to do was go get a guy like Wade Miley. Remember when he was here? Yep. All he did, he made his start every five days. Love he it. ate six innings. Love it. Whether it was good or bad, six I couldn't innings, tell I'll you. take it. Yeah. He just came in, he ate five or six innings, and he called it a day. Yeah. Like, that's what he did, and he was good at it. And that's what you need right now. You just needed a guy to come in and give you five or six solid innings so that your bullpen doesn't get blown out by August 5th. So the Red Sox were going to put a lot of pressure on Trevor Story, asking him to basically carry the team to the postseason as a late-season addition acquisition. I'm going to ask a lot of Tim in Hanover, because I'm going to ask him to chum the waters of this Red Sox Nation group therapy session slash group bitch session. So, Tim, what do you think of last night's game, and what do you think of the way Alex Cora was feeling last night and when he wakes up this morning? Andy, I'm going to chime the waters, baby. And the same with you, Shine. I'll tell you what. I haven't wavered in the last two years. I've been all about Bloom. He's just a hired guy to take all the heat for Henry. They weren't going to make any moves. I still remember Christian and Lou up in that, what is it, uh, Mr. Bright Day, when we were in the getting working our way to the uh, the finals. Mr. And the fans were going crazy, everything, all right? And it looked like, okay, we, we didn't get the help then. Never mind now. And I'll tell you what, you can hear it in Cora's voice. Cora's been screaming for help for the last two years to get some other guys on board. And you know what? He's doing everything other than saying the bad word to get fired. And I'll tell you what, Cora's doing everything he can to work with these guys and taking the heat and doing whatever he can. But you know what? It's all done. These guys are not going to make any moves. They're saving money. That's what it all is. And then we'll see what happens and then rebuild after they already saved their cash. Thanks for the call, Tim, and appreciate it. I think that is definitely going to be a storyline over the next two-plus hours here on Fitzy and Hart. Chris Scheim filling in for Nick Fitzy Stevens. We're going to talk about Alex Cora versus Heim Bloom. And do you have to choose sides externally, us, in whom we think is doing a good job, bad job, whatever, blame pie. But I also think... Blame pie. I like pie. Blame pie. I like pie, too. Love pie. But internally, I think at some point, sides may be chosen. But Are you before you hit the break, one? I have to yeah. ask, what's your favorite pie? My favorite pie is lemon meringue. Lemon uh, meringue. Ooh, homemade. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Homemade lemon meringue pie. Because I have yet to find a good lemon meringue pie outside like my mother's... Re- it's always too... I think sweet? tart? No, oh, tart? not sweet okay. enough. It's too, mm, makes me pucker, and okay. I like too a sour. sweet, yeah. Okay. I like a sweeter lemon meringue pie. My mother's lemon meringue pie, a day after, mm-mm, it's, what you'd say, chef's kiss? Yes. Is perfection. Perfect. So, yes. Okay, cool. Although I love a good key lime pie, too, especially with a- big lime? You're a big citrus guy. I am. I like citrus pies when they okay. do the, they have the top, and then they use the torch. Yep, and chef's like kiss. 
burn it. Chef's kiss for that Chef's too. Kiss. So, what's your favorite pie? Uh, I would say so. I'm a classic apple guy, but if I'm not a la mode or just apple, uh, a la mode. All okay, day. got it. Uh, and but if it's not apple, I love a blueberry pie. Really, I love blueberry pie. Not a fan. And we have uh, fresh blueberries that my daughter's picking in the yard right now. Mm. And I was thinking, what are we going to do with these? Make and a I pie. was like. I don't know. Blueberry buckle I usually well, make. Well, if it's you like make a, a pie, cake. you send it my way. I'll have some. Don't you worry. <laughs> he is Chris Scheim. I'm Andy Hart. We're talking Red Sox, who are now in last place in the AL East, coming off an embarrassing, embarrassing loss to the Toronto Blue Jays that left Alex Cora saying it was the worst day since he's been the Boston manager. And there's been bad ones along the way. So for this to be the worst, that is saying something. We hope you'll be saying something about how you feel about your Boston Red Sox. 617-779-7937. Now, producer fella Joe Braverman will have your trending. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Take any accountability for what happened today? Do I take any accountability for what? For Alex not playing you today. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's you know, like I said, it's a manager's decision, and I respect his decision. He's the jefe. He's the one that you know uh, we. We, uh, he's our coach, man. He's our coach. He's, he's, you know, he's the, he's the head guy here. So for me, um, yeah, you know, I take responsibility, but at the end of the day, it's his decision. And, you know, um, whether it hurt the team or helped the team today, we, we don't know. That is Red Sox uh, formerly bitching about not being an all-star outfielder, uh, Alex Verdugo, who is now taking accountability, quote-unquote, for sounds, being benched? That sounds to me like somebody, when they apologize, says, I'm sorry you got hurt. Yeah. like If I offended anyone, yes, I'm exactly. sorry. Meaning like I'm not sorry. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't actually sound like taking accountability for anything. Yeah, that was uh, part of the storyline yesterday. Reportedly, uh, Verdugo showed up two hours early for the game, which is like two hours late for the game, if you're in sort of that Tom Coughlin world. Not that he wasn't there for first pitch, but he wasn't there when a professional should be there. Yep, batting practice and warm-up. And he talked about maybe not being as dialed in as he needs to be lately, um, and certainly that would play into... Now, uh, Alex Cora, listening to his extended cut... Actually, Joe Braverman, if you have the extended Alex Cora ready, let me know, because he talked about this sort of being a one-off issue, why he chose to not play Verdugo. I'm not sure whether I believe that. And Verdugo himself saying that he hasn't been dialed in. There's some gray Wait, area there. He said one-off, but didn't he already do this once this season? Yeah, but I think he's like maybe breaking it up into chunks. So and this not situation is like, different than that situation? Yeah, and not based on things that have happened in recent three, four, five days, games, whatever, that this uh. was a one-day thing. But here's Alex Cora talking about the ugly loss and is sort of explaining the Verdugo situation in a Belichickian style, I would say. He didn't play today. I decided not to play. You know, uh, I think today we took a step back as a team. You know, like We have to make sure everybody's available every single day here for us to get to wherever we're going to go. And that wasn't the case. And uh, as a manager, I, I got to take, you know, uh, charge of this. And uh, I decided he wasn't going to play. I decided he's not going to play. I decided he's not going to play. I'm just taking care of the 26 guys, and he wasn't going to play. The manager's decision, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a chance he played tomorrow, yeah. 
the manager's decision. So, so my decision. I kind of like curse, like oh, I love Cora. It. And I, I love it because you pissed him off. Yeah. He's a nice guy. He plays friendly with the media. He plays friendly with his players. He's a player's manager, right? But I also don't know that it's the media that's pissing him off. No, like no, no. This is Verdugo. Oh, well, I, think- I don't even know that it's all Verdugo. Oh, what do you got? I think this is a combination of the front office is screwing me. Now my player is screwing me. Like, what the bleep do I have to do to get everybody in this, co- everybody on this team and in this organization to figure their crap out and actually get together? So was this Alex Cora's, and I'm going to make a dated movie reference like Fitzy would here, yeah. falling down moment? where the traffic and the buzzing fly in his ear and the heat all came together and he snapped. Yes, and this Verdugo, is the moment. And then the post game is sort of the release of the snap. I, I don't disagree because with your like, theory, by the I way. Think, I think in a normal season, like in a normal situation, even, even middle end of July where the team was playing really well, this Verdugo situation happens and he doesn't snap at the media like right. this. I think it's just a one-off. Yeah, he didn't play today. That's kind of it. I'm not really going to take any other questions on it, and that's it. And he was going to be calm and cool and collected about it instead of really kind of getting aggressive with the media. Because he doesn't get aggressive too often. It's every once in a while there was the, you guys keep asking the same question and I keep giving the same answer. It's a homestead, whatever, some of that. Um, I remember last year he kind of went off in Tampa when he was talking about the competitive nature of the other team and the other team finding a way. And and then he usually kind of backtracks the next day and doesn't really hammer the point home. But yes, Alex Cora, not happy. Alex Verdugo, probably not all that happy because he Mm. kind of put on blast, as they say, you kids say. I'll I'll make you a kid. You're not really a kid, but I'll make you a kid. I like to hang out with social media in the media. What do you think of the Red Sox? Two in a row, they lose to the Toronto Blue Jays. They fall further back in the division, further back in the wild card standings. They have an embarrassing base running blunder that blew a walk off win opportunity and turned it to an embarrassing loss. Let's go back to the phone line 617 779 7937 to Dave in New Hampshire. What do you think about what the hell is going on with the Boston Red Sox? Well, first, I would just like to say uh, thank you for having me on. Thanks for coming. I, I'm done. I'm done with the Red Sox. Oh. And once, uh, I don't know, I don't know if they're going to sell the team or if they, I'll start paying attention again once Hyam Bloom is gone. I cannot stand the direction the team has gone in the last couple of years. If I got to spend two and a half hours of my time, you better put a product worth watching on the field. I work two jobs and to sit down for two and a half hours, yeah, it's kind of a lot. So uh, if the team's not going to invest, why should I be invested? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Dave, I think that's a fair Thanks criticism. for the call, Dave. Like, I, I think that's yeah. – to, to say – Andy's screwing up the uh, phones over here. Uh, and to say Who knew that, it had a lock feature? It's funny. <laughs> uh, to, to not want to invest in the team because the ownership or the front office does it, I think is fair. Like, you – got excited about this team you were ready to support them you were ready for them to make a run for that wild card spot or even push for the division and yet the front office goes oh yeah we totally believe in these guys so much so we're going to do nothing even though in 04 07 2011 2018 23 sorry not 2011 2013 uh they invested at the deadline because they believed in the team, and you want to know what those teams went on to win World Series. It's funny how that works. It's funny. But you how... know what's the difference is there are smart people who are making those decisions. Well, but like, like a I cheap don't shot. think. So here's the thing: I don't think Heim Bloom is stupid. He's not stupid. He's not dumb. He may not be capable of the job he's in. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I don't he's know. If he's book smart. He's not baseball smart. No, I don't even know that it's that. Like, I don't know if he's qualified to just be the GM of the Boston or president of baseball operations for the Boston Red Sox. Knowledge like and decision making are not the same thing. And and also you can't totally like I don't because I also don't know if this is a John Henry edict I don't want to spend money. Like keep me under the luxury tax, let's try and win a little bit. Like your job is safe, don't worry about it if we lose. I, I just don't want to spend a ton of money right now. Question from the back Andy Hart WEEI. Uh, Andy go. Um so if you're worried about money and spending, yep. why didn't you sell to invest in the future? That's so that's and that would be my answer as well. And I I think that's kind of where I stand is like I, I tried to take as as middle of an approach to this deadline as I could, where if they sold, I'm okay with it because there's a clear direction on the future intermediate. Steve Cohen from the Mets talked about talked about it after he traded Scherzer and Verlander. He's like, hey, we looked at it. There's a lot more teams going for it right now than I think can in the next couple of years. So we took a little bit more of an intermediate approach. Okay. If Heim Bloom said that, 
sold a couple pieces like your Duval, your Paxton, your Pavetta, and just like, yeah, we're going to gather prospects. We're going to take more of an intermediate approach. Okay. Like, I'm in. I, I think... I just don't think he gives enough credit to Red Sox fans. We're intelligent enough to recognize when you're screwing with us What's and when the, you're not uh, giving it to us straight. Who, who said it on your morning show? Was it Kennedy or O'Halloran who said, like, Sox fans are the smartest in baseball? Uh, Kennedy said it. He's, uh, I talked to them on Dunkin' Donuts on Route 8 or something like that. Suck up. Yeah. <laughs> it, and so, that, but that's my issue is I didn't care if you sold or you bought at the deadline, but you needed to do one or the other, and yet you did the the one thing you couldn't do, which was stand pat right in the middle and do nothing. And then, like you needed to have a direction. And then you doubled down by not being able to explain what you were doing. Yeah, because you, he had a hellaciously bad. You zoom. don't do anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, we believe in this team so much. So we we totally believe. In I mean, these we're guys. underdogs, we but win. we believe in them. Yeah, we're underdogs, but we totally believe in them. We believe and, we're underdogs. That's crap. That's a load of. And crap. I think that was as much a part of the problem as the inactivity, and then. Obviously, the results afterwards as you're losing here. But if you could, I think you may have been able to sell, even though the last few oh, years have been bad. Could have sold. You could People have sold. Been okay with it. And if you if you had conviction and said, we firmly believe that the 2024 Boston Red Sox, because of the moves we just made, are going to be a far more competitive, entertaining, talented team. I think people would be like, okay, I, I, you might have doubt. We may debate it. We may talk about whether we agree with your assessment. But if you sell it to us, a good, you know, the old jokes like you sell snow or whatever, like to someone in a blizzard, whatever, you you can sell if you're good at it. Yeah, I just think. I don't know what he's good at. I'll I'll be honest with you. This this is going to sound personal. I think he's a smart guy. I think he probably has great baseball knowledge, information, can assess different things under. I don't believe he can make decisions when it's time to make tough decisions. I think that's a problem for him. He's definitely not. He's clearly not in the Dombrowski mold. It doesn't feel like he's even more in the, like the Theo mold. It's just it to me. He feels like a head of scouting. Like he is yes. probably very good at talent evaluation and understanding prospects and and building a farm system. Advising Dave Dombrowski is where he should be. Yeah, but when it comes to actually advising and building that major league roster and making sure you're a World Series contender, I don't know that he'll ever be able to do that. Like he's just banking on the fact that prospects are going to come up and be amazing, and we're going to have this whole team of homegrown talent. But you you run into two roadblocks. A, every Red Sox team that's won a World Series, which this ownership has brought you, has been both homegrown and bought talent, whether it was traded for or acquired with big contracts. And B, like sometimes prospects just don't work out. We're like you going traded to do this. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. You trade Yoan Mankata and Michael Kopech for Chris Sale, and what is Yoan Mankata doing? Like nothing. You sign Rusny Castillo to this massive deal, and he plays like five games for the Boston Red Sox. Sometimes things don't work out, but you you have to take swings. You can't just sit back and hope all your prospects pan out. I They're believe not you to. miss all the shots you don't take. Ooh, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Good job. Nailed it. Uh, going back to the phone line, 617-779-7937. A Hall of Fame favorite caller of the Fitzy and Hart program, Allison in Cambridge, I'm sure, will bring a unique perspective onto the Sox losing <laughs> in this situation. What's up, Allison? Good, good, good morning, guys. What struck me is that two things. That Alex Cora, July 5th, said he needs the team to go 15-5. and five. They can't keep losing and winning. They need to go 15-5. and five. They went 16-5. and five. <laughs> And then Heim, after the trade deadline, when he didn't do anything, he talked about why he wouldn't, the chances of us getting, the fan graph percentage of us going to postseason. And he said all the teams that are ahead of us for the last wild card spot. And at that point, that was not true. Only Toronto. We only had Toronto, and we had been 7-0 and against them. Yep. And so what he said wasn't true, and then because he didn't do anything and he just sell everything, and we had to have two uh, bullpen pitchers against Toronto, which is significant, he made his reality come true. So the thing is, Alex Cora spoke, and it happened, 16-5, and five, which seemed like a miracle, and, and, and Heim Bloom spoke, and his thing came true, and Alex Cora is really where we could be. I, I think that in baseball, I think the fact that it's so many games, I think the statistics, it's hard to, anyhow, that Alex Corey, that, 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 that is just astounding. And, and just one more thing, that Rob Bradford on, on Shime on the morning show, he said something that I really wish people would pay attention to, which is that Hein never does anything for public pressure, that last year the reason he didn't trade the people that he wasn't going to sign 
was because he didn't get enough for them. So that has nothing to do with public pressure. I think there are only two public pressure things that Heim, that Heim has done. I think the first was signing Trevor Story because he was signing anybody in 2021 after the lockout, and he got Trevor Story. And I think giving Rafi this ma- the massive contract at the beginning of this year, I also don't think he wanted to do. I think those are the only two things that he has given into either you know, pressure or pressure from the, from the ownership. Thanks yeah, for the call, so, Allison, bringing the passion, as always. The one thing I wanted to address there in that call, too, a great call from Allison, uh, was the idea that Heim, so when Bradford was on our show, he talked about how Heim sets a price for every single person. Yep. And whether he's acquiring that person or dealing that person, there's a price. If you don't meet that price and it's not the price he wants, he doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Here's the issue, is if you have a guy who's not going to be here next year anyways because he's not under contract, who cares if you get a little less for him Get something for him because it's you want to know what? Nothing. Exactly. He walk, What does Bill Belichick always do? I'll take a sixth round pick for a guy that I know is going to walk at the end of the year, anyways. I'll take a third round pick for a better guy that, again, I know is going to walk for a bigger contract that I'm not going to pay him. So if you know that a guy, you know, like Adam Duvall or James Paxton, I think is the, the more prime example, right? Like if you know he's going to leave you, then just deal him. Get what you can for him because something is better than nothing. And this whole idea, and I think Bill has been guilty of this over the years too, and it's funny we're making some comparisons between Belichick and Cora in terms of how they handle tough situations and cut reporters off and stick to their message. Belichick and Bloom in terms of do they set a value and if no one meets their value, they're not going to do the deal or, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is worth this and I'm not moving off this spot. Well, there's one key difference between Bill Belichick and Heim Bloom. It's called a resume. Yeah, it's called man. rings. Yep. Heim Bloom. I don't know know if he has a boat or even likes going boating, but I'm pretty sure his boat is not named. It, it would have to be called Zero Rings. Uh, there's also another thing O-rings. Bill had that Heim doesn't have, and that would be uh, the greatest quarterback of all time. Well, but, we're, not, we're not going down like, that damn road. Like I'm just Heim, going with Heim. Doesn't even have one, one of the best players of all time on his roster. No. Like, well, he he had some really good ones, and then he, he let traded them go. Them and let them he go. Let them go. So well, Bill did too. After he used sure. him, though, yeah, he traded. Yeah, exactly. He, he got, got six rings, rings out. He of He got him. rings out of Richard Seymour, and then yep. sent him to Oakland. He got a ring out of Darrell Revis, and then let him walk. But the problem with setting a a value and then just walking away, you don't have anything. You end yeah. up with nothing. Like if it's I go to the store and say, smart guy, "Eggs are supposed economics. to be ninety nine cents." I remember when eggs were ninety nine cents. The store will say. Okay, pound sand, you're going home with no eggs. You're not having Egg McMuffins tonight. You're not yeah. making scrambled eggs because you're not. we're not taking 99 cents for eggs that now cost, whatever the hell they cost, seven bucks a dozen or something yeah. stupid. So you don't, market sets value, you don't. Correct. That's not, real estate, whatever world you're in. Yeah, oh, I, I remember when a gallon of gas was $1.22. Okay, well, you're not getting gas today. I think that's part of Heim's problem too, though, is it feels very, um, like, I punch in the numbers, computer spits out an answer, that's yeah. my answer, I'm not moving. Not how it works. Not, no. That is it's, not how it there works. There is a lot of human elements to not this. Not how any of this works, That Heim. cannot just be a computer. And he's learning on the job, probably, to some degree, because he saw... Sure, from, but how many years on the job are we going to give him? It's a great question, because I'll make another Belichick comparison. Remember, he got four-plus years in Cleveland, and everybody's like, oh my God, he was finally starting to do something. Nobody gets that long. This no. is professional sports. You get like a Nobody, year not to reset. Like Marvin reset. Lewis where they get 10 years right. of nothing. But even he won. He won way more than Heim Bloom's winning or Bill Belichick did in Cleveland. Fair. He actually won. He couldn't win the postseason, but oh. some might say it's because his quarterbacks would gag it away. But you don't get – this is professional sports. It's like reset year, start to enact your plan year. Third year, we start wondering, okay, are we seeing results? Are we moving forward? But the other issue, too, is we don't even know his plan. He won't vocalize the plan to us, so we, as the fans, can't even get behind his plan. But when we get there... It just looks like you're aimless. But when we get there, it's going to be awesome, he said. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so You know what's awesome? Uh, Matt, Nick, Matt, Kevin, Jim lined up. They want to join the conversation. Uh, The Red Sox have done something impressive. They've knocked the Patriots and training camp and football off the above-the-fold area of the newspaper. Not necessarily for all the right reasons, but we are talking Red Sox. We're talking meltdowns. We're talking Alex Cora's frustrations. All that and more. 617-779-7937 on a beautiful-ish Sunday morning here on Fitzy and Hart. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 1-0. Swing a high fly. Left center field. Back by the wall. Merrifield is there. So is Kiermaier. Kiermaier reaches up and makes the catch against the web sign. And McGuire's double off second base. And the ball game is over. Hard to believe. McGuire had rounded third. He was a third of the way home. Kiermaier went back to the web sign. He acted as though he had it all the way. He reached up and made the catch. And they easily doubled McGuire, who was within, not even within 100 feet of second base to end the game. Well, what a double play. What an awful way to lose. Uh, classic Joe Castiglione last night. Red Sox lose 5-4. The Red Sox and WEEI is brought to you by your New England Ford dealers and their Discover Summer Sales event. With a large inventory in stock, now is the best time to trade in, trade up, and discover your best summer ever with Ford. Might not be the best summer ever for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, no, I don't believe so. Because right now they are uh, teetering. I know some people would say swirling the drain. Or falling. Falling, they free can't fall any further in the standings in the AL East. Can I get a free fallen rejoin coming up? Are you please? looking Thank for free falling? Yep. We're all have just all just have free falling crash. Can we get crash from Dave Ooh, Matthews? Crash They're crashing. Yeah, yes. definitely. That could be the story of Heim Bloom and Alex Cora, or maybe Alex Verdugo mixed in there. A three-way crash, like the Spider-Man meme, where they're all pointing at each other for why they <laughs> lost yesterday. Lots of pointing, lots of phone calls, lots of angst in Red Sox Nation right now. So I want to go right back to the phone lines. Uh, 617-779-7937. Matt in Walpole has been hanging on for a little bit. So, Matt, what are your thoughts on the fading, falling Boston Red Sox? What's going on? Yeah, well, how about Reese making a clown out of himself, like <laughs> pumping his fist at that uh, yesterday? That was kind of funny. Unreal. To be fair, I thought that was gone when I watched it. So that, that was soul crushing. But, uh, Oh, look, the reason for my call is uh, I uh, I think a lot of Red Sox fans are stupid. I don't know. I've just kind of come to that conclusion. So, look, I can't get over the freaking out about this trade deadline. Like, for, for example, yesterday, okay, name me a pitcher that you could have gone out and gotten that would have been your back-of-the-line starter, like everyone that was asking for, that was better than Schreiber, Pavetta, or Winkowski, or uh, Martin? Did Martin go late in that game last night? There aren't any. You couldn't have traded for any. It's and and the whole idea with selling too. I, I get it. You could have sold Paxton and Duvall, and you probably could have gotten like Michael Bush from the Dodgers, which is cool, I guess. But you don't. It, there's no. There's no need for that. I. You, you guys can Google him if you want. A, the uh, the whole idea is that. You were the best team in baseball in July while you had three starting pitchers, okay? You couldn't go out and get the fourth one, whatever. You have these players coming back, which is the argument that nobody wants to hear. But you, you, there's still a lot of baseball left. Like, this, and you're in an obvious reset year, mind you. Like, you weren't going to go out and trade your best prospects who were ready to come up next year. Like, that, that's stupid, especially when you have young talent like Duran and Casas and Wong. Like, it, it wasn't going to happen. 
Thanks yeah, for the I call, Matt. I um, don't think we're asking for them to trade like Sedan Rafael or Marcelo Meyer. Like oh. you can go, you know. Yeah, 10, look at 50- what like Jack Flaherty or um, Lorenzen went for. Yeah, just like go down the prospect list. Not uh, here's the thing: a, not every prospect pans out, nope. and b, uh, you can't play all of them if they do pan out. Like it's, it's true. It just there. It's just there's not enough space. There's not enough roster spots a lot of the time. So it's okay to deal some guys farther. Like you can have your untouchables. I'm fine with that. You pick your guys. You have a list of seven, eight prospects that are like I'm not trading. We are building. We're still kind of rebuilding here. I'm not trading any of these guys. These are my favorites. But then you have four or five or six that are expendable and wanted by other people that you could use to go acquire ma- proven major league talent to help you. Yeah, I um, Matt's call was interesting because he called other fans stupid. Yep. Uh, seemed more optimistic than I would feel right now with a lot of baseball left to play for this team that sends but out. Also, I mean, is two months a lot, here. though? It doesn't uh, feel yeah. like Oh, it's plenty. No, it's, it's a lot, but at the same it's time, plenty. like... You can't be like, oh, yeah, there's plenty of baseball to play. It doesn't matter, though, anyways. We're in a rebuilding year. Right. I don't understand that. And what was last year? How many of these reset rebuilding years are we going to have? That's to our point earlier before the break when we were talking about the plan and the execution and the sort of step-like nature of it. Because there are pieces that you can like. Yeah, definitely. Certainly Duran, certainly Casas, Bayo. Marcelo Mayer is like an idea more you than sign Yoshida. He's right. been great. Like there's like, pieces to build around. You still have Devers. There's there you know there's five or six but pieces right there. The rest of it is still sort of a theory or a philosophy, like how we're Correct. getting the rest to build around that. Because guess what the reality is? What place did they finish last year? Uh, last place. What place are they in now? Last place. So you're not any better. You've not advanced. No. Even though you might argue you're better because your uh, record is are better. Are you? I don't know. Slightly. Your For record now. is better. Yeah, there's still, there's still a lot of baseball left. And I still think it could get worse. They, they are on the precipice of Getting potentially. Worse. Remember the old uh, Tom Brady's going to fall off a cliff? I think the Boston Red Sox could fall off a cliff right now. Mm-hmm. I think there Ooh, is. Max Kellerman Cliff for the Boston Max Red Sox. Max Kellerman okay. Cliff for the Boston Red Sox with the emotion of their manager. With the lack of activity by their general manager, there's a there's a lot going on. With he this is team. going to fall off a cliff. That is Alex Cora, who might fall off a cliff. Uh, let's go back to the phone line six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Let's go to Matt in Rhode Island for his reaction on Cora, the Red Sox, and whatever the hell is going on with this baseball team. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, as far as uh, Shime, you were saying about how he values um, players. Excuse me, I'll just eat a chip. Um, oh, wait. You guys told me a long time ago about the stock market. You trade the market that you have, not the one that you want. So you want this value for a player and you're not getting off that spot. It's the most ridiculous strategy model for a general manager in sports that you could possibly have. But that's because everything goes by the numbers. Well, if that was the case, love is fire Alice Cora and create like a robot manager that can be controlled by like, all the analytics. You know, maybe that's something to think about, but as far as yesterday, you know, in, in, a, in a ninth inning game down by one, when you, when you do something as stupid as Reese McGuire did, I mean, for a guy like Alex Cora, you know, he was never an all-star. He was a fundamentally sound guy. But, I mean, we argue all the time about how much control coaches have over players in all the sports, right, guys? But, I mean, you just can't control the stuff that these guys are doing out there. It's been an awful season defensively. And that, that, that base running arrow is just, it was beyond idiotic. And then you hear him him say that. <clears throat> Did I see him say properly, if the ball hit the wall, what would have happened? Wow. Really? That's what we're doing now. Thanks for the call, Matt. Uh, I agree it's hide- hideous base running. Yeah. I'm not sure that was the impetus for Alex Cora's postgame anger. No. I think it was more... Verdugo and what had happened, whatever had happened pregame, and the reason he has to bench because he fixated on availability. He even um, said analysts need to be available, executives need to be available, which I found very interesting. Mm-hmm. Who would that be? Uh, that would be your front office. Okay, yeah. So he's talking to the front office. He's talking about the makeup of the team and being professionals. I think he's been around baseball enough to see bad baseball. I'm sure it crawls right up his bunghole. Oh, like yeah. I, I, I c- can't imagine, but. He's seen that before. Yeah. I think there's other stuff that is above and beyond mental mistake, physical mistake. I mean, Joe Castiglione said it. And Reese McGuire is more than 100 feet from second base. That means you're more than a base away. There's still 90 feet 
Well, they're not really anymore because the bigger base. Yeah, ninety feet apart. Yeah, 90 whatever. Feet. Close enough. So he's more than a hundred. He's he's more than a full base. He's away rounded third going home from where he need, he needs yeah. to retouch as they stay in yes. baseball. Um, just that frustration, the way they are playing, and I do think that's actually one of the criticisms I would put on Alex Cora. I don't put a lot of this on Alex Cora. I, I am a Cora apologist. But I am as well. The continued bad base running for multiple years. Can I put any of that on him? I, so I don't. He's think, the manager. I don't think it's entirely on him. Like. I this to me screams like what was it Belichick oh nine I can't get these players to do what I want yep like it screams that to me he's he's talking and he's not just talking about the players he's talking about the players and the front office if we're talking pie how much of the piece of the blame does Cora get if you're talking as opposed to Bloom mm, or no 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 to everybody so players Bloom yeah and everyone Cora. everyone within the Red Sox is available in this is pie I would I, like I like to term it like this I think he does his job better than virtually everyone literally everyone in the organization. Yeah. Yes, so if we do it agree. that way, I don't know about percentages. If but I if, have to give him a percentage, like 15, 20 percent. If his starting pitchers were like as good at their some, job as he is as a manager, they'd be a much better baseball team. If the general manager was as good as his job at Alex Cora is as a manager, they'd be a much better baseball. I think he is really good. It's kind of the theory I when I had Nick Folk as like the third best player on the Patriots roster because yeah. he does his job really well. Better Unfortunately, he can't carry everybody else. Correct. So... I understand the frustrations of Alex Cora, and I think he deserves to be frustrated. The question we're going to delve into in the next hour here on Fitzy and Hart with no Fitzy, no problem. Chris Scheim filling in. Yes, sir. We're going to delve into the idea, is it an either or? Do you have to make a decision between Alex Cora and Heim Bloom? And I don't just mean fans. I mean as an organization. Is there a butting of heads, a power struggle within Fenway Park? within the Red Sox that needs to be fixed, and it can only be fixed from above. Mm -hmm. That's John Henry. That's ownership. Do the Red Sox need to pick between Cora and Bloom in the very near future? 617-779-7937. One hour down, two hours to go. Sunday morning, Fitzy and Hart. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.